What's up, everyone out there? And welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's The Mix, powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market. Download the Daily Fantasy app for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match that first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And you know, I love the holidays. I'm really all about that, you know, paying it forward and a good energy. Maybe because I'm trying to make up for all the bad stuff I've done in my past. But shh, don't tell anybody. Hey, man, right? We go around the carousel once. We make the best of it that we can. It's your host, the big dude with the big mouth from that big apple, big Johnny Stud. Coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. We coming out the chair, as always. Come on. Death, taxes, sun rising in the east. It's setting in the west. Bears making dookie in the woods. And the big man up before the crack of dawn to bring you this. It's the fastest show in NFL absolutely anywhere. You took that bad boy to the bank and you know it because we're a poet. Come on, everyone. We got the three pillars of profit using Run the Sims projections. Get you the highest projected players at each position. Then we're going to do a little cost analysis. That's our penny stocks. And then I got a six-pack of player props. They're all like plus 150 or better. Let's get paid in the shade, laid like an egg. Without any further ado, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Can you tell I I'm coming out the chair. I just love the holiday season. My house looks like a Christmas bomb exploded. If you don't know that about me, y'all, yeah, well, when I ain't gambling, I'm really locked into my family and getting that positive energy flowing because, hey, man, that's how I do it. You don't have to do the Disney dad thing like I do, though I do recommend people that gamble a lot disconnect it could be reading or painting or fishing or hunting or something right it doesn't have to be what i do that's not my deal i never try to push my stuff on people but i what i do think is important is that you disconnect last thing on that i have made the mistake of going from like trading like high speed trading to trying to sports bet and then back and forth just don't replace gambling with gambling get into other stuff that fulfills you and you'll find that absence makes the heart grow fonder boom let's do it it's your blue chips brought to you by jock market look at them throwing in the background i've had some neck and back issues little season ending surgery in my past before i got a little neck support maybe that's why i'm feeling so good got the head on a swivel your qbs at the top remember we got three games today it's bill's and it's Lions, it's Cowboys and Giants, and then it's Patriots and Vikings on the Turducken slate. Josh Allen at the very top at Detroit, 26-point projection. I was like rubbing my eyes there for a second. That is, All the way down to 18-point Prescott, 17 for Cousins, 16 for Goff, 15 for Jones, and the Partridge in a pear tree. Josh Allen, a 8-point lead on the next quarterback, that, <laughs> I can't believe it's ridiculous, eight points over 18 is like 40%, so you could basically assume Josh Allen to be one million percent owned, that's a round figure, and in jock market, really where you want to be looking is, he's going to be really interesting, because he is the clear, he is a clear pathway to the top stock return, and considering it's not a full slate, but also not a showdown. I think this is the perfect spot to get with a guy like Allen, where that double-digit IPO is probably justified. I think because of the other games, people will be off of that. So, of course, it's Allen, let's go. Then it's Prescott against the Giants. 
Cousins and New England. Man, we're going to get into that in a little bit. I'm really worried about the Vikings. They have a really key injury on the offensive line. Again, one of those things that you just don't hear enough about. It'd be like losing a star wide receiver. Everyone would know about it. But if you're missing a star tackle, then your team tanks, right? Minnesota just got blown up. So we're gonna. you can see where I'm going with that and be looking to short those Vikings. Goff against Buffalo. The Buffalo defense has not been great. Let's take a look at that. And we're not going to be able to handicap all these games. We're not going to be able to do it all as we bring up pertinent points i'll try and jump on over I have a zillion windows opened buffalo bill defense last four games again not very good 396 yards per game 5.9 yards per play negative epa per snap 39 yards per drive more than three minutes per drive those are all like the bottom five bottom eight they're allowing five and a quarter yards per rush so what's that mean you're going to key up jamal williams we know detroit will trying to be playing defense on offense we've actually seen them come to life again they had their offensive line injured they are now back again key to the game offensive line Detroit line offense is better than it's been maybe not as good as it was in the beginning of the year but they'll be looking to establish Jamal Williams so keep an eye on him back to the Bills defense it's been rough just across the board 244 pass yards a game 36 attempts 24 completions all those in the bottom eight they've allowed seven touchdowns and they're getting wrecked against the slot, so it's something we want to keep an eye on. Minus 27 EPA on the slot last four games. 33 receptions, 394 yards. The only team worse than that is the Detroit Lions. They're really bad. Last four for the Lions on defense. 421 yards, 6.4 yards per play. Those are dead last. 42 yards a drive. I mean, just atrocious. Check it out on the run game. Dead last in yards before contact per rush. Yes, you're getting all here. All those advanced stats. That number is at 285, but it's not just the run game, the pass game as well. Allowing 281.5 yards per game on 23 completions it's 13 yards per reception those are in the bottom three if not worse they have only three sacks yikes Detroit is really bad on defense last thing on Buffalo the thing that we really want to get to as we work back into the offensive stuff the stuff everyone cares about Buffalo it plays a lot of it's interesting because they play a lot of man right that number is near the top 32 percent which people think is meaning it's they don't play a lot of zone so, yes, your standard zone, yes, right, as a whole, but I've been splitting for two high shells because I think that's the zone we're really looking for right now. The one high zone can be easily be beaten, especially Detroit. Good enough blocking, creating time. They have good pass-catching weapons, creating separation, right? So you see how the effects, right, subsequent effects kind of move the needle down the line. Buffalo plays a lot of too high, and we've seen him get beat against the slot, so you got to queue up. Amon Ross St. Brown. So let's dive over to the wide receivers. We mentioned the struggles in the past game for Detroit and for Buffalo. So Diggs and Amon Ra near the very, very top. Let's continue with the wideouts here. Jefferson, like I said, I'm extremely worried. He's dealing with a turf toe that lingers and destroys seasons. It really does. Not that I'm I'm saying his season's over, but there's a problem brewing in Minnesota. And what I think is a lot of people are going to fall back on, well, we said that, you know, they're eight, they're eight and one, or eight and two. We knew they weren't any good. That's not where I'm going. Winning close games, there is some skill in there. Yeah, I get the ball is not round. It's hard to tell where it's going to bounce. But major, major, major injury on the offensive line. So that's Christian Darasaw out with a concussion. He has not practiced. He's not going to play. And we saw what happened to those Vikings against the Cowboys. And if there's a, a team just as good on defense, check it out. 
Patriots defense last four. I mean, just lighting up the board. I'm not a Pats fan as a Jets fan, but credit where credit is due. My analysis is cold and analytical. Patriots less than eight points a game, 56 plays, 204 yards, 3.6 yards per play, 0.37 EPA per snap. Those are all in the top three. 16 yards per drive, a minute 59 time of possession, only 13% of opponents drive scoring. I mean, this is ridiculous. 3.1 yards per rush, 63 yards per game. 55 opponent passer rating, 141 pass yards per game, 15 completion sub, 50% completion rate, and they are leading the league in pressure without using the blitz. So the blitz is near the bottom, 18% pressure at the top, up near 45. They are leading the league in splash plays per snap. Now, there's another great stat that I like to use. Again, the things that I think you get here, please, if, this, if you're digging it, right? Hit the like button, please. Stick your cartoon finger up inside me because that stuff matters more than it should. We'd hate to lose this show because we didn't get the interaction that I think you deserve, right? This is all that great stuff. So splash plays being all those impact plays, it's not just sacks. It's hurries and pressures and tip passes and stops on third and short, forced fumbles. That's really what matters. Plus, of course, turnovers, right? So that kind of amalgamation of defensive plays per snap really kind of speaks and also answers to some of the defenses that you say, man, it's weird. The defensive stats are bad, but they're not giving up a lot of points. The splash play stats was going to answer a lot of that. So again, I'm always trying to fill in these gaps for everybody, helping to further our own understanding. No one's going to care about the analysis of this game after it's played, but maybe you leave here with a couple lessons. Say, look, maybe, you know, splitting these defenses, looking for last four defense is really impactful. Again, with strategy and trajectory changes plus... Um, you know, injuries and stuff. I have oh, season long, and it matters, but you look to that, and you'll see the, the last four defense is really where you want to be, and then, again, all that other stuff. So, C.D. Lamb, and then Jacoby Myers. Lamb has been really, really good. Giants have gotten smoked by number one wideouts. Da- Dak Prescott looks phenomenal. I think I've been going, the props and stuff are a little bit high. I'm a little bit worried about the... Uh, pricing the IPO for Lamb as far as the blue chip goes, but I mean you got to think he's he's every bit in line. Giants' pass defense has been pretty good as far as containment goes, right? 214 yards per game last four, 21 completion, 64% completion, opposer passer rating of 91. So this is like average. The Giants play a ridiculous amount of man. I was splitting that, believe it or not. CD is the zone target. Again, I kind of learn this stuff as I'm splitting myself. The man target, hard to believe this. The leading man target since Dak came back, right? So again, I'm really trying my best to not cherry pick. And if I'm splitting, I'm trying to split with cause, right? Splitting with cause. Michael Gallup is the leading man target. So when man has been identified, Dak's been going to Lamb and Schultz. So I actually like that connection more than I like Lamb. Lamb's awesome. Again, don't get me wrong. And if you're building your narrative where the Cowboys kind of run away with it, we've seen them take their foot off the gas if they get ahead of a Giants team that's really, really struggling right now. The way the Giants get there, we'll get to that in a second, would be the run. So I And then Myers against Minnesota. The New England offense is putrid right now, but Minnesota has really struggled against the pass. So I think that'll be the outlet for the Patriots to get there. Minnesota last four, 260 yards, 25 completion, 70% completion rate. All those things lend itself to, you know, Mac Jones, who's going to need a bit of help from a bad defense to get anything done. We saw how he looks against a good defense. It's not any good. So let's do the running backs really quick. It's Barkley at the top, but again, I let's wrap it up with Barkley. Let's finish up. 
so Stevenson against Minnesota. I'm worried about Stevenson because Harris is back, splitting work. He's healthy. He also caught balls. So I'm away from Stevenson as a blue chip. Singletary, again, I'm worried if the Bills boat race Detroit, he comes off the field. And now we've seen James Cook get a lot of work. He had a bunch of 11 carries and two targets, but it was 11 carries on 16 snaps and then two targets on three routes. So that is a team, again, telegraphing you. Remember, they lie to us. Coaches, front offices lie to you. You should assume that they're lying to you pretty much at all times. The thing they can't lie about is usage. When they have to put their show their cards, I pay a little more attention to that. It looks like they are into James Cook, greater than sign Devin Singletary. I'm off of him as a blue chip. He scored two touchdowns the other day and didn't do anything. Dalvin Cook against New England, I think, is going to get some work. He's needed the big... You know, run, and I don't think that's going to be there. I mentioned the New England run game. I think that, that game is just all under short the world, get underneath everything. Tony Pollard should be fine, of course. He's needed the big, gigantic play. The Giants don't really give it up, but again, he's a mishmash. It's very hard. I tend to stay away from those kind of guys when Zeke is playing right. He should be back and getting his normal two and a half yards doing his sloppy jalopy thing between a tackle. So that kind of gets me off Pollard. Although, again, building your narrative, if you're there where the Cowboys run the Giants, it's probably on the back of Pollard, right? So I, I just like to build these things maybe a little bit differently. Like if you're going to go, maybe you go Gallup and Pollard with Dak. Because again, with the short slate and people ignoring Patriots and Vikings, if you're playing a full slate, the three-gamer... Everyone's going to be on power. He's splitting work. I'd rather go with guys that aren't over the tight ends. Hawkinson against New England. I think he's going to get some some shots, but I think it'll be low A dot, high volume. And again, I'm very worried. The Patriots defense is excellent. Minnesota offense is circling the drain. Without that all-important tackle, it becomes very hard to right not only stop the run, but give Cousins, who has cement shoes, that extra second to get it out. So I'm really worried about the game. I think I'm getting away from it outright the more I talk about it. Then it's Dalton Schultz against the Giants. He should be just fine. Gonna be really good, I think, today. He also, like I mentioned, one of the he's the second leader in man targets from Dak since Dak returned. Giants play a ton of man. Schultz also operating out of the slot. Since he's been back, he's been very good for the Cowboys. And I, I guess he's just not, he's just not getting any love. I guess. There's a lot of attention being paid to that offense, right? C.D. Lamb is awesome, and Tony Pollard's getting a lot of love, but, like, Dolan Schultz has been really good going back to Week 7 in Detroit. 5 for 49, 6 for 74, 6 for 54 and 1. That's a sick run for a tight end, then 3 for 22 against Minnesota. I mean, you know. All right, wait, like it's gonna, oh, no, like a tight end had a floor game. Like, I mean, this is just not something we want to overreact to. What did I say I was going to circle back to? Did we get everything? Oh, yeah, it was Barkley. Um, so the Dallas defense has been good, right? 21 points a game, 323 yards per game, 5.2 yards per play. Those are also a touch better than average. They have a neutral defensive EPA per snap. Drive distance is good. All these things are good. The run game is where you've been able to get at those Cowboys. Negative rush EPA. 33 rushes for a buck, 73 and a half. That's 5.25 yards per rush, 1.81 yards per before contact per rush and three touchdowns. Gotta right automatically move to Barkley. But after that giant workload, I don't know, he looked a bit sluggish in sluggish, excuse me, in the last game. 
And I know fantasy people love those like 35 carry kind of shots. But Henry got one or two and then he kind of had it lopped off. Barkley had one and then you saw him get it lopped off. You hate 35 carries against Houston. Then they run it back against Detroit. You think it would have been very good. 15 for 22 on the ground. Two more catches for 13. Uh, yikes. And now we're off a short rest. So what? Is the short rest to get him ready? To get him that ultra bulk? I'm kind of looking at Daniel Jones. So I like Barkley. He has the touchdown equity. We haven't seen the receiving that we'd like. But I he's going to get volume. But we have seen it floor out. So I think I can get away from Barkley as well. But you can expect right, the Giants to see the same stats that we do. They're going to be looking to hammer home. Wow, that blue chip section went extremely long. But we're trying to cap all these things all at once. I think we're going to make it up with the the back end, because as we analyze all these things, we're going to kind of float through a bit more. So, boom, that'll do it for your blue chip section. Obviously, it's Josh Allen. Then I think it's Dak Prescott. And then I'm worried about the rest. I do like Daniel Jones, greater than sign Cousins and Goff, because of the rushing floor for the running backs. I'm not into really any of these guys at all. I guess it's Barkley by default. I'd be looking at backups in jock market to look for that big percentage gain on the low IPO. Wide receivers, it's Diggs, it's Brown. It's probably Lamb and Myers, so I like Gallup as the backup. And then tight ends, it's Hawkinson for volume. And I think Schultz probably has the best game. And then Dawson Knox, I'm sorry, I forgot him as well. Knox, certainly in line for a big game against Detroit. I should have just plastered over that. So, boom, rate, review, and subscribe, all that good stuff. Let's get the ball into the red zone. But first, let me just take a breath, because that, that was a bit much, right? <laughs> All right, gobble, gobble, let's get it. It's the second pillar of profit here presented by Jock Market. These are penny stocks. Like I said, most of these people we walk through for the audio-only listeners. Please jump on over to Twitter at John Legaza or at Mayo Media Network, and you could grab these images, points, salary, cost per point, and IPO for Jock Market all in the same spot. No one else really doing that. So the best value on the slate, believe it or not, right? That's why we do this exercise is Josh Allen. Wow, how could that be? Because of the high point projection, because it's so much higher than everyone else's, it lowers down at cost of point to 307. Seeing the IPO is projected at 16, man. I was hoping for like 12, 50, 13, looking for the double up. Josh Allen is the one guy that you can go to 16 for. You know, you can, I, I'm never going to go to tw- I'm never going to go to 20 because then you got to be in the top two. But once you're down around 16, you're talking about three spots in front of you, so. How does Josh Allen now finish as one of the top three? Then remember, there were also standalone slates for these as well. So it's all Josh Allen. You know, as much as I love to be contrarian, there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, winning. Because I think the raw total and the way he does it on the ground, through the air, and everything in between. We haven't really mentioned the Detroit defense. Just terrible, right? 420 yards a game, 6.4 yards per play. Actually, I did mention that. Just awful. They're really just awful. Slashed on the ground. Slashed through the air. It's It's been a disaster. They run a really terrible zone D. They're not stopping anybody. So it's Josh Allen by a mile. Then Kirk Cousins, I'm already looking here, so Kirk Cousins is a bit easier to feed. Conventional DK at 5.6 bucks, but the IPO at 9.86, he's a short candidate for sure. That's my new thing. Now, let's just do it really quick, because again, we did most of the analysis for this stuff. All these players we've already mentioned, minus one. I'll get to it. If you're going to short in Jock Morgan, love it. <laughs> love, love it. Because mo- remember, most of the Assets, right? Most of the stocks do not return a profit. 
Okay. We make it our goal to locate and isolate, identify the ones that will. But make no mistake, most of them are losers. So what does that mean? Most of the shorts are winners. Okay, so right off the bat, I mean, this is, this is brain stuff right here. This is earned. If I'm not going to earn a cartoon finger now, we're never going to. There has never been a pathway to profit. Small. Again, right about this, we're going to win the lottery. That's not, Jock Marcus is not the lottery, right? That's why we like it. There has never been a clearer pathway to profit than shorting in jock market. I'm going to I could run some of these numbers I don't have on hand, especially for main sleep. Out of 200 players, I don't know, maybe 40, maybe, maybe 40, maybe 40 return to profit. So if 40 end up in a green, that's 160. You're talking like three quarter. You know what I'm saying? That's nuts. The 60% of, yeah, 60% of moves, vehicles, positions, prices, stocks, players, whatever you call them, a loser. So you're right at the bat, you have a sick plus EV. Jock Market's answer to that has been you have to pay up for it. So in order to short, again, these are the real lessons you get here that you're not going to get everywhere else. And I think that really matters. Maybe you'll even be able to use this in real life. The idea of shorting, right? You you make money on the way down. Opposed to buying, you make money on the way up. You essentially borrow it and put the stock back into the market at the new price. So if it's $10, you're kind of borrowing it for 10 If it drops down to 8 you sell it for 8 and you keep the $2 difference. That's how you make money shorting, opposed to if you're long, bullish, you buy something at 10 it goes up to 12 you get to keep the 2 right? That's the more intuitive way. But boom, rate, review, and subscribe. If that wasn't worth a 5 actually, I'm asking for a 5-star review on that one to the audio-only people, because again, this is the stuff that matters. You can tell I care about you, because you can get paid a lot of money to give away this stuff that I don't have to. So, all right, let's get back into the football. Short, 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 short. So, Kirk Cousins, short. Ramondre Stevenson, short. Devin Singletary, 756, mm, short. Saquon Barkley, 1042, uh, that one, okay. Touchdown equity, let's not get crazy. So, touchdown equity, I'm going to say nay. Although Singletary does have some touchdown equity, not compared to Allen and the lack of catching passes, where Barkley does stand out, right? If the Giants are getting knocked around, even let's say they're down 10 or two scores, you can see entire drives that are all Barkley. You can get smoked on the IPO. Amon Ra St. Brown, bullish. We want to get long on Amon Ra. 20-point projection, 6.6324 cost per point, 10.50 IPO. The IPO is a little rough, but look at this. Already, you see, just that these players, there's four players in the double digits, not everyone's going to return. And if anyone really gets beat, like really gets beat up, gets hurt, or just gets goosed out, and had a big IPO, you're getting paid. Like, you're getting paid. That's the same as picking the dollar player that went nuts it's way more likely that a chalk player busts because there's so many more of them. I mean, as I'm talking to myself, this is like... But now, I'm sorry, what you have to do is you have to lay out the cash, meaning every stock share you're going to short in jock market, you have to pay the top price for. So you have to borrow a share at $25 regardless of the player. Hey, tough but fair because, again, there's money to be had here. So you're going to have to... This is a take-money-to-make-money situation, but I promise you this one is worth it. Okay, so you have to borrow a share of Kirk Cousins at $25. If he returns the IPO at... Ten. I'm. I'm sorry. You, let's say it is. He. He's at nine eighty six. Let's call it ten. I'm sorry. We. It's really important to be clear. So start. Start again. We didn't get it too off the rails. If he closes at ten, 
you still have to borrow him at 25. It's going to show losses. That's what it is. You got to not get nervous. This game is not for everyone. As he doesn't produce, right, the hope, and goes down, you'll go from the red into the green. If he closes at 10, you bought him at 10, even. No worse for wear. If Kirk Cousins bottoms out, throws for, you know, 112 yards, and gets picked off three times because they lose 40-3 to the way they did last week, he closes at the min, and you crushed. I mean, you crushed it! Crushed it! <laughs> you know, you're talking 80-90% gains here. So, again, what you come here for, why you rate, review, and subscribe, and hang out with the big dog, because I really care about you, you know, and it's, I, I like to think of shows. This kind of stuff resonates. You just, I've never heard any of this stuff anywhere, and that's why I think people gravitate to my work. Get up in the comment section. Let me know if I'm right or wrong. Tag Patrick Mayo as you're wishing him a happy Thanksgiving and tell him he made the hire of the century with the big man. All right, wide receivers. Here we go. Amon Ross St. Brown, Stephen Diggs, Jacoby Myers. We mentioned them all. Amon Ross, the big value. Stephen Diggs, the big ceiling play. Love them both. Would not look to short them. Jacoby Myers is somebody I'm going to be getting long because I think he has a, a pop at going off. I know people are really turned off to the Patriots' offense with good reason. The Vikings' defense is not good. The Jets' defense makes you look worse than you are. Yes, I'm a tremendous, tremendous Jets fan. Last That last game was one of the first times all season, if not the first time all season, I was hooting and hollering like a maniac. My kids were going bananas. I was just on the couch freaking out. That being said, that is the truth. The Patriots' defense really good. The offense bad, not as bad as it looked. I think they will produce... I don't know, with 17 points or 14 points. Like, think about how low our expectations are. Again, a lot of the work we've been doing now reflecting, right? Understanding the too high the use, the subsequent use underneath, and a lot of those guys have been going off. Now, the two wideouts that we have not mentioned, Isaiah McKenzie at 271. He's been getting a lot of work from the slot, though not exclusive, because the Bulls do move other people around, and also Dawson Knox gets work in the slot as well. So if I had to choose McKenzie versus Knox as a ceiling, I'd go with Knox. He's probably going to be a higher IPO, so McKenzie has a pop at a higher percentage return. You obviously, don't short anybody this low. You go long, right? When somebody's below $3, that's when you get long, if you like them, because of the holes in the Detroit defense, the Bills kind of coming off a slow game, and what we know they can do with the low IPO, I think McKenzie's a must. Adam Thielen, I'm really struggling with. I, I don't like anything here. You know, I prefer Myers across the board. Excuse me, I'm very sorry. They have the same DK salary and similar IPOs, though I'd be surprised if Myers' IPO is even that high because, again, the stink, stink carries in, in jock market to truth. So those guys, you know, you don't want to short, but I think you can get long Myers, get long McKenzie, get away from Thielen, and then Dalton Schultz you can get with for sure. Him and Knox are definitely plays if they're going to IPO or in that like 4 to $5 range. We've been beating that horse to death. In jock market, tight ends just generally are a good value. right? They don't get the love. I think people play for the top share, I get it. I play for percentage return. So I like tight ends because you can get the sub $5 shares with guys that can finish, you know, eight bucks. And you just, you know, you take your profit and run. So boom, that's your penny stocks brought to you by Jock Market. Again, lots of values on the board. Don't forget uh, Josh Allen, even though he's the most expensive. I'm sorry, I think the DK salary is right. He can't be 8000 He can't be. I could be wrong. I scraped this data. Sometimes there are mistakes. Regardless of what 
Alan is his value, right? Because he's the only... I don't want to say... Gosh, I hate doing that. I hate being so definitive. Because that's how you get receded. But he's clearly the favorite to put up 40 points, right? Something that's almost impossible. He's just a clear favorite to do that. So Alan, blue chip, and penny stock guy you can get with him. All right, the ball's in a goal-to-go scenario. Let's get the big man. We're going to give it to the fridge. And I'm going to punch it in for y'all. i got six props for you. But first, just let me catch a quick breath. All right, we are goal to go. Let's punch this bad boy in. It's your Thanksgiving props brought to you by the lovely ladies and gentlemen at Mayo Media Net. Let us take a second to say thank you. We all hope that you have a healthy and happy holiday season. Avoid the avoid the political conversations, man. Get along. Life is very short. Appreciate your friends and your family or whoever you spend it with. You know, again, it's all about fulfillment. Whatever. Whether somebody's a blood relative or not, surround yourself with fulfillment right even if it's not people and it's at pets which again fine by me not my bag fine by me i get it i just really like to push that especially around these times kind of cheesy or campy as whatever kishes it may seem it I, to me it's very important right that we find that kind of balance in life the symbiosis between work Love, you know, play, family, risk, and certainty. All right, let's do it. All these players we've mentioned. I got six props for you. The lowest one is plus 154. Again, we'll do our last favorite lesson surrounding these prop tickets. It's been a rough go for lots of people. A lot of people already like to cast wide nets looking for lots of hits. That used to play in prolific environments. What I have found is... Teams, right, the, all these kind of mass totals are down, total production is down, but ceiling spike games seem to be up, right? The thing that works really works. The running back you can't stop goes completely nuts. The wide receiver you can't stop goes completely nuts. So what I think the move is, is to get away from the minus 115 props, which are not great because you need, you know, a 60% re- a win rate to cash on those, and play these really long, I mean, I'm saying really long odds, but all these are very realistic. Again, graphics up there for the audio only listeners. Feel free to go and grab them. Let's walk through it. You'll see what I mean. Where the win percentage on these, so depending on the six plays, there are two of them that we can break even on if we hit two. Okay. (laughs) All right. And if we hit three, we're at even or better. I think three is even no matter what. Four is a nice profit. And then five and six, you know, where like doing the Donald Duck thing all the way to the window. So it's Josh Allen over 60 rushing yards, something we've seen him do multiple times. Uh, Again, you find props. I don't know. Maybe they're very sensitive to recency. So Josh Allen, in the last game, he ran three times for seven yards. Before that, 84. Before that, 86. So like obviously 60s in the cards here. So for plus 225, Something that he's done two of the last three games, I just don't see it. He could do it in a single play. Detroit is not very good. It's not very good. They, they, it's, it's bad. And there's a really good chance that you know Allen just does this in chunks. It's what he does. It, again, this just shouldn't be 225. He capped it two of the last three. So Josh Allen plus 60 
rushing yards. Maybe these are all props, plus 225. Next up, it's Dawson Knox, plus 50 yards, which is, again, a nice low bar. He's at plus 182 for that. He's gone over that nicely in the last two games. He went 7 for 70, 4 for 57. Detroit, very bad against the pass, not good against a tight end. Knox gets lined up in the slot. He's a high zone target, which the Lions play a lot of. This one lines up again for Knox to do what he's done. Again, very hard for me to understand in a game with this total on the fast track why Knox, something he's done the last two games easily, is plus 182 to get it done again. So, right, I think I'm, hopefully, I'm painting the picture and earning the cartoon finger how to draw up your prop ticket. You know, I like to do it in even numbers so I can, if you do, simply enough, if you have an even number of tickets with a better than plus EV return, right, better plus odd return, a 50% hit rate is a nice profit by percentage. So, again, me being the most boring handicapper on the face of the earth, I talk about losing more than I talk about winning. I talk about having 50% hit rates. <laughs> like, ridiculous. I can't believe it. I just have a job doing this. And I think, I think that... Well, kidding aside, right? I think that's what resonates. People know that there's losing involved. Sharp people know there's losing involved. And they also know that they hate to have to deposit money in their account. So the best way to avoid that is to stop looking for the kill shot, lower your risk tolerance, and split that risk, right? So six bets, let's say you're $100 better. Some people see six bets and think, oh man, 600 bucks. What you should be doing with a $100 bet is splitting it by six, right? And doing that, whatever it is, 17 or whatever it is, I'm tired. Per, and that's really how you do it. Keep your risk the same, split it more in high probability scenarios, and hope to make your money over the long run. Blessings just coming out of our nose right now today. Then let's go to Amon Ross St. Brown on the other side. We expect Detroit to be down. I mentioned a Buffalo defense. It's not very good. They have more than one injury to the secondary. And that's really when you start to see. So, Tremaine um, Edmonds, I know it's a linebacker, but he did not practice. There's there's injuries here. Um, oh, man. I, I become, oh, uh, and I think Elam and Ed, I think it was Elam and Edmonds. Man, I'm missing it. Sorry, my practice report is screwed up right now. I'm having trouble looking back. Um, there are injuries in Buffalo. They're starting to get healthy. They're not fully healthy. Buffalo has been susceptible to the slot because of the high amount of zone they play. Amon Ra is just a ridiculous target magnet. And with the Detroit line, offensive line coming back, he's been excellent. So 90 receiving yards fully in the range of outcomes, plus 154. Buffalo's going to give him that, right? They're going to give him the underneath when they're ahead. So I love that, right? He's He could put together a 5 for 55 drive down 20 points and get us across with like a terrible game. So Amon Ross and Brian plus 90 receiving yards at plus 154. A pair of Cowboys, we mentioned it, Schultz plus 50, Gallup plus 50. So for me, this I'm kind of looking for one or the other. I do this sometimes. Again, because if one of two is a nice hit, why try and be so binary, right? That's something I get in trouble. I got to wrap this up. Sorry, this is how I get myself into trouble. But you pick the one that you like the most. You put yourself in a binary scenario where you either hit or you don't. It's either win all or lose all. Where if you roll out two in the Bengals game, I had Boyd and Higgins in the Blast Bronco game. It was, um, gosh, Sutton and Dulcich. So we've had spots where, you know, you hit one, you don't hit the other, and it's a profit, opposed to if you had picked the wrong one, it's a loss. So Schultz and Gallup, these are the 
big um, zone targets, like I mentioned, sorry, against Minnesota. I got lost there. Pass game. They've struggled. Dalton Schultz. He, three for 22 again in the last game. So again, kind of buying the floor. We're seeing the props dip. But before the three for 22... Schultz, um, Schultz, 6 for 54, 6 for 74, 5 for 49. So I know 49 is one yard short, but that's basically 3 out of 4 with Dak at the helm. And again, Michael Gallup is that mean, I'm sorry, is it man target? It is man target. Uh, again, so 50 yards for a player like that. This one shouldn't surprise you. I was surprised to see he was that leading man target. I really was. Sorry I screwed it up before, everybody. So Gallup. Plus 50 yards, 174. Schultz, same exact play. Plus 50 yards, plus 174. Who doesn't want a plus 75% return with a 50% hit rate? Uh, I know I do. And these guys could both easily go over, and then you hit awesome. So, again, more than just the analysis, X's and O's, probability of, like, theory, application, nuance, and all this other stuff we're throwing at you, right? Life stuff. You know, I hope... I hope a lot of it gets used outside of football. And then let's wrap it up with Daniel Jones. His alt rush prop was at 50 yards. That one had to go to DK4. They're finally catching up. We know that. He ran for 50 against Detroit. He didn't do it for two games before that. But then we've seen him go for, you know, over 100 against Jacksonville. And, you know, 68 Chicago, 79 against Dallas. So, like, he just did it against Dallas. And I think it makes a lot of sense, right? Dallas is struggles against the run. They play a lot of man. They'll turn their back to Daniel Jones, expect him to take off. I don't think Saquon's necessarily beat beat up, but we have seen that workload kind of touch. We've seen him be not so efficient lately. Dallas is going to have their eye on him because, again, they've struggled against the run. I think the back door is open for Jones. We know we can get this in one shot, plus 205 for something that's well in his range of outcomes again. If you hit the Allen plus 60 and the Jones plus 50, this entire ticket's a win. That's how you hit and prop in this new evolving prop market. Okay, I was wildly successful in the old prop market, and then I have not done well, though. I think I like to be very open. My Patreon page, which is free, check it out just because we're doing the CLV model. We're showing you how to build these tickets. I do questions and answers and all types of stuff like that. Again, I'm not trying to shill for anybody. It's not my, my, I care more about your money than mine at this point in my life. Man, this is how you do it. The new evolving market, be willing to pivot. I was writing about this to the subs the other day. So we're only down a couple of units, but for me, and being down is not saying unacceptable because we can't change it, but it means there's something going on because we work so hard to be in these scenarios that that's what's going on, right? The too high shell has killed the offense. We need to be looking for lower bars, more tickets, higher odds to make money on lower win percentages, and boom, that will do it for the gobble gobble episode, the Thanksgiving episode of The Mix, baby. Powered by the Mayo Media Net, that bad boy is presented by Jock Market. Please download the app. When you use the promo code MMN, you are telling them that you love this show and you don't want it to go anywhere. Would be a shame to lose it because, man, do I love it. I hope, you know, I hope that resonates with the content. So enjoy your holiday weekend. Enjoy those games. Enjoy your day when we're done with the book. Enjoy that pay oh man enjoy those couch naps and enjoy all those leftover sandwiches and enjoy whipped cream on pie and all that awesome stuff we love to do so very much and last one for the people because i know i've mentioned it if it did hurt anyone if you feel lonely if you feel down you hit me up i'm gonna five minutes for you baby because you all know that without you i'm just some fat dude screaming at my computer i know i am 
one of you, right, everyone? Because that's what matters in this life. We all go around once. Thanks for picking up what we are putting down here at Mayo Media Net. I always have trouble wrapping up these holiday episodes. I start getting mushy. You know, rate, review, and subscribe. I'll catch you on the flip side. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, man.